602 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn on his hump day Wednesday. Trying to help you jumpstart your day. Wear your alarm clock. Go ahead and roll out of bed. Put your feet on the floor. If not, keep it moving. It's Wednesday. Almost halfway there. Look, you know, you know how when you Oh, living on a prayer. <laughs> Take my hand, Ed. All right, he's not gonna finish the next line. <laughs> you know how when you when you're coaching and, and you you get on, you start demonstrating, you, you take your watch off, you take your glasses off, you wear them, and you know what I mean? Because you don't want to even hit anybody or you want things moving around in your pocket. I think I left my glasses. <laughs> I think I took my glasses off and didn't bring them back because I can't find them. And I'm thinking to myself, it must have been in the gym. Mm. And people were there after me. You forgot something? I never oh. I never forget my glasses. Huh. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I, think, I think I left my glasses there somewhere. Were you going to have a fight? No, 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 no. You know, you're demonstrating. You, you, know, it, it, yeah. you know, you get down... It's not like in football because they got pads Especially when they're not on. doing what you want them to do. Exactly. Like, come on, guys. You're going to make my old ass get out and show you guys how to do this. Oh, yeah. I told them, my 52-year-old legs can get across court on the skip pass that your 15-year-old legs should. Yeah. It's a skip pass. Get there. So I think it was one of those drills. And and I put them down. Because on top of that, you don't want to hit anybody. You, know, you mm-hmm. move it around. You scratch somebody with your glasses. You know. So I just took them off. And I didn't put them back on. Rob got in the post, said, you ladies hungry? Eat these elbows. Quack! Quack! Lay up! Look, I'm not playing. Oh, man. Oh, no, 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 no. I got this 6'3 kid named, uh, uh, her last name is Harvey, London Harvey. She's a load, man. Yeah. She's not she, She's not a big girl. She's just strong. strong. Yeah. Mm. She set a screen on me last night in the demonstration. And, you know, I just, when I was done, I just used my hands Mm-hmm. Wave them on because mm-hmm. she knocked the wind out of me. <laughs> <laughs> but you, ain't, you can't let anybody like, know that. Go, go, go. You got to do like Danny Aiello in, in Harlem Nights. You got to take small breaths. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good college basketball games on last night. Yeah. It's that time of the year. Lots. Lots of great stuff to to watch. I mean, no NBA last night, but you did have some NHL, college football, but more importantly for me, like college basketball starting, Auburn letting us down in the second half. But um, yes. that was probably the marquee game of the night, I would think. There are a couple other ones. You know, we're obviously going to talk about Maryland. and uh, They get the win, but the, it could have been so much better, you know. But. I'm such a college basketball junkie, man. All the games are good to me. I don't care who's playing. It's college basketball. Doesn't matter to me. I won't watch it. It doesn't matter. Be, you know, name them. <laughs> Don't matter. You know, uh, 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 Western Michigan versus Ball State. Don't care. Yeah. I'm watching. I'm watching. It's college basketball. That's good. But, you know, we, we like those marquee matchups, especially when, uh, for us, we're making business decisions whether or not we're going to stay up late. Um, I Like, typically I'll do that for those 9 and 10 o'clock games. If we get the good West Coast games. Yeah. It makes it really difficult. Like if UCLA is playing Gonzaga or something, you really want to see it, and you're like, "Ooh, this is gonna be tough." Yeah. Ten, eleven o'clock at night. Sometimes yeah, I don't watch those. Yeah. And how'd you spend your Tuesday? Uh, I was out most of the day. I ended up uh, meeting a friend for lunch, catching up with him, and seeing him in a long, too long, actually. Um, my friend Mickey. He was my number two in the 
BPD. So Who's number two? <laughs> Who does he work for? <laughs> so we hung out with him for a while, then went home. They would have had to do, and then just settle in for the evening, and it was a lot of good hockey last night. A lot of games. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of good hockey games. I went to Taco Love last night. Oh, I watched a movie on uh, young Jeremy's recommendation. Did you like it? Ooh, yeah. It was funny. Was it? No yeah. hard feelings. The Jennifer Lawrence movie that's on Netflix. Oh, I thought you were telling him no hard feelings. No, that's the name of the movie. That's the name yeah, of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, who's in it besides her? Doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, there's other people you'll I mean, recognize, but like she's the. She looks good, but she's got to play the you know movie who's I like. It? She's you know naked. Okay, I'll just Google Completely. that. I'll just Google that and put it on YouTube. <laughs> she beats up some teenagers butt ass naked. Really? On a beach. Yeah. yeah. That was a pretty interesting scene. Mm-hmm. I was happy to have seen it, if I'm being brutally honest. She's kind of like, all right, can I do this with the Jennifer Lawrence thing? She kind of has that dirty, sexy feel 100%. to her. Yeah, I, so I just, I, I need oh, a confirmation. She's. Oh, I mean, I know people say she's like sexy, but like she has like that dirty, sexy feel to her, right? Yes. Like the dirty feet, you know, that the you whole guys thing. like. She's very yeah. like, yeah. You know, sexy, but girl next door. Kind so what, of is, thing. Like, what is happening right now, man? Are we, are we having a moment over she's Jennifer She's like Lawrence? the bad girl in your high school. It's getting real freaking naughty. Are we, yeah. are yeah. we, talk, are we talking about <laughs> the girl that plays you know in Hunger Games? She'd be like, I do love me some Jennifer Lawrence. Oh. I don't know about saying she is, but they're like the shy slut in high school. The like, dirty librarian. The undercover one. Jerry, that was your name in high school, wasn't it? Shy slut. That was me. Yeah. The undercover's it. She's that, yeah. And then she's like, you know, she's like door. I can so align his library right now. Even the principal's like, with a shy <laughs> slut, is, report to my office, what, please. What, <laughs> oh, it's me again. Let me Google Jennifer Lawrence. I'm clearly missing something. Oh, she is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You know who the other one I like is? Florence Pugh. She was. She's the uh, the black. Nah, widow Oppenheimer. Sister. Yeah, Oppen- she's naked in Oppenheimer. I didn't see Oppenheimer. She yeah, was, this is the girl I'm thinking about. Yeah. Oh, you got to see some other movies, but she is. I've yeah. seen a lot of movies. She's. She's cool. American Hustle. Mm. I liked her when she was crazy in Silver Linings Playlist. That was. A good I just movie. said that. Did you? I didn't hear you say that one. Yeah, that was actually yeah. a good movie. Yeah. She's in a lot of good movies, except for The Hunger Games. Playbook, by the way. You thought the Hunger Games sucked? Oh, it was awful. Wow. Make a decision. Kill the kids. Come on, man. What's going on? You sent everybody out there to fight to the death. There's only one that's going to live. Don't tell me at the end there's going to be two. You changed your mind. The whole premise. You're missing the entire premise. He is totally missing the premise. The premise is rebellion. I get it. But you had everything set up for the first one the way it was supposed to be. One... It's got to be like Highlander. That was the 87th Hunger Games. That's right. Yes. And what did they do the previous 86? The same thing. It's not true. Kill them. There was multiple people. There was but ones where two people survived before. Yeah. Joe, you don't know. Yeah, yeah see, I, I, I obviously <laughs> do. <laughs> Joe, you don't I, know. I love Hunger Games, by the way. As I do I. I love it. New, really? one, actually. New yes. one's coming out. Uh, uh, yeah, two weeks from two now. Two weeks, yeah. It's a prequel. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm a big hunter. Tell us, me too. Sleeping in a tree with a bow and arrow? Yeah. My kind of thing. Yeah. Did you you watch him? Yeah. Oh, you, you got Jack. You yeah. definitely watched him. Hey, he read all the books. Yeah, Jack all the movies. Stephanie, and, yeah. same age. She made me watch the first. I made her watch the rest. They got worse and worse as that damn thing went on. Oh no, you were. That is, yeah. The the last. Uh, they were, the last two were I, all. I want the wanna, second part of the last. I want to hear you stop talking. It was awful, man. Okay. And Lenny Kravitz in it. Yeah, it was still awful. 
And when I think of Jeremy, I think of World of Stupid. And that's at 7 o'clock, so stop oh, talking it. until then. But on the other side, why do you think Gus the Bus is so undervalued around the league? The man's a beast. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Storming the castle with the Big Bad Morning Show. Brought to you by LifeMed Institute. Guys, regain confidence and performance in the bedroom with RevWave Therapy at LifeMed Institute. RevWave is a revolutionary, non-invasive ED treatment. Call 410-575-1200 or LifeMedInstitute.com to find out more. 1057 The Fan. Edwards makes a nice cut. Good wiggle. And still on his feet. With a stiff arm and still going. Oh, what a run by Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards has a career high in touchdowns already through nine games with seven touchdowns, including five in two weeks. He uh, also has set 478 yards rushing, topping last year's uh, rushing excuse me, total. This is the lowest yards per carry he's ever had. He's around, what, 4.4. Uh, still has a career of five yards a carry. I, I don't understand for the life of me, Ed. Why they don't give him the ball? Why this guy's not valued <laughs> more? Not only, not only with the Ravens, but around the league. And maybe he's not valued more around the league because he's not valued with his own team. That's why. Because if he was getting, the, if he was getting twenty carries a game, which is not extraordinary, if you got that, that range, 18, 20 carries, yeah, he'd have hundred yard games every week. Yeah. And if you have hundred yard games every week, the league notices. If you don't, they're not. You know, they see you rack up fifty yards, sixty yards. Like, yeah. Well, even like. I almost feel he gets put in that group, and it's unfair. Um, and maybe even some of these guys, too, like the Jamal Williams of the world, the the guys that, you know, with Jerome Bettis at the end of his career. Like, yeah. oh, you use him in these short-yarded situations yeah. and the spell your lead back. But he is more than that. The only thing we don't know is if you asked him to do it for 17 games plus, could he do it? I think we all believe he can, right? Right. We just haven't mm-hmm. seen it. Him being hasn't- a, a, you know, the... The, the the feature back in a, in a role like this. There hasn't been a time when he's been asked to do that. In 2020, he played 16 games with 144 carries. He's averaging 12 carries a game right now. And again, he has seven touchdowns. The guys, you know, uh, look at the first downs he gets. 110 carries, he has 29 first downs on the ground. He's already proven that he can be a presence in a passing game, which people try to put that on him, Jeremy. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't, every time you, you throw something his way that he can't do, he does. I can't catch the ball out of the backfield because your offense doesn't predicate on me catching the ball out of the backfield. Now it does. I will. I'll tell you what else he does is people don't talk his blocks. Yeah. He's actually a really good blocker. I remember watching when the Jags had the joint practice here. The only person in the that group was more impressive was Ricard because he was flattening the linebackers. But so was Edwards. Yeah. I mean, people don't realize how strong he is. I just I I just wish the guy got a real opportunity. It seems like they're it seems like they can't wait, Ed, to give somebody else a chance beyond him, above him. I don't know yeah. what it is, but it's never – he's been the next guy up three times now in his career here, and it's always passed over by somebody else that they bring in. I know. I know. And he does – to me, he does everything right. I mean, he, he, yards per carry speak for themselves. He knows how to get you know, to the, in the end zone. He always falls forward. I mean, I'm not jinx, but show me a, a highlight reel where he gets driven backwards. He gets just shellacked and gets knocked off his feet. I haven't seen it. He, he gets first downs. He gets <laughs> touchdowns. He falls forward. He's strong. He stiff arms. He can run. I just, I really do like the guy, obviously. 
And that was his thing in college. He was never the feature guy in college, Jeremy. I mean, Miami, he had 300 yards, 350 yards, 290. Then the one year at Rutgers, he finally got more carries. He had 713. Uh, but keep in mind, that was only on 164 carries. He's never been that guy to get a ton of carries. And the big reason why he was undrafted. Yeah, uh, there's there's no question. When you see a guy splitting time, like you see a guy splitting time in Alabama, okay, and you know both these guys are probably going to wind mm-hmm. up in the NFL or getting drafted right. at some point. Um, and, hell, we've had what Arkansas have three feature backs that made it to the NFL. Bama's done it. Oklahoma's done it. I mean, I can go on and on with, right. with some of the bigger schools. But, you know, like you, you look at a guy like Gus and you can see why he slips through the cracks, but it is kind of interesting watching him at the NFL level going – all he does is produce when he's healthy. Like that's that's all you can say about him. So he just is probably playing the wrong position to get paid for doing what he's doing, you know? And he's only had one real injury riddled year. Yeah. And that was twenty twenty one. He missed the entire season. He had to work his way back in twenty twenty two, but rightfully so. A running back with major leg surgery, he's not just gonna burst Especially on the scene right. Exactly. Like yeah. it makes me wonder how long is it gonna take Nick Chubb to get back, you know, like There's only yeah. one Adrian Peterson. Yeah. It's only one of those guys. Well, and, and the other part of this, too, is like with me saying that he's never done it for a full season doesn't mean that he can't do it. It's just he's always been in a dual role with somebody else yeah. sharing carries. And and again, it should be that way this year with the way that I just saw Keaton Mitchell run because I definitely want to see more of that on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, I think you're in a good position that the fact that the trades didn't work out, but you just got to stay healthy because, you know, anytime somebody goes down, then you're worried about somebody else at that position going down. And it's then, happened. Yeah, it, plenty of times in this team. Yeah. And think about this, though, man. I mean, here's the unfortunate part about the position that he plays. He's 28. Yeah. So chances are he's never going to be a feature back. This is the role that he's going to have in the National Football League because who's going to say, let me sign a 29-year-old and let him make, make, make him my feature back? No one's going to do that. And you know what? He might play longer because of this. There's fewer carries. Yeah. yeah. The toll it takes on your body over time. Yeah. He may end up being a guy. Like we won't talked, make as much. No, but we've talked about, exactly, but he might play more years where, like Mark Ingram, he split time in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and when he got here, there's still a lot of tread on those tires. Yeah. Right? Like he was good yeah. for. But a, Mark, Mark at one time was paid like a number yeah, yeah. one back. But Gus, is, Gus is never going to get paid yeah, like he a number was one a, back. Wait, it was him and Kamara at one point? Yeah. 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 And then it was, uh, before that, it was, I don't want to go back as far as Deuce McAllister. Who was I the thought other? it was uh, Reggie Bush. Yeah, that's who it was. Reggie Bush. That far back. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> see, see, when Kamara was new, they paid Ingram like the number one guy. When it was time to pay Kamara, they let him go. They let Ingram walk and then paid Kamara. I don't think people are paying Gus number is one never, guys. Gus is never going to get paid like that guy. But I don't think who is. Like no, Jonathan Taylor. It? I mean, Jonathan Taylor just got a fairly decent deal for a running back, but it wasn't. Not what he wanted. It wasn't what it would have been <clears throat> 10 years ago. I know? think Josh Jacobs is going to get paid. I don't. It's the Raiders. I, I think if he gets paid, it's going to be like two or three years. Tops. But still, it's paid, though. In those two years. I'm saying an assigning bonus, but I don't think the overall money that you're going to get year to year is going to be And I think that would be more than Gus Edwards would see over his career. Yeah. Well, I mean. That's my point. But Jacobs has been a feature back. Right. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Yeah, Gus has definitely been typecast because he's he's a guy that's always going to be the number two. When you look back on his career, he's a guy that you wonder whether or not he could have been a number one. 410-583-1057 is the number. Maryland take, took on Mount St. Mary's last night. We'll recap that. Now, thoughts on the upcoming season for the Terps. We'll do that at 715. But on the other side, Lamar 
is fine after coming off a uh, a gimpy hit in the second half. Does his style of play still concern you? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. 6.30 in the a.m., Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Lamar Jackson uh, came up a little gimpy uh, the other day, uh, Sunday during the game. Came back in the game, flexed it a little bit, and returned to play. Uh, you mentioned it, Jeremy. There are times when you see him, it looks like he can get out of bounds and and avoid all contact, and he turns it up to try to get extra yards. Does his style of play still concern you in terms of uh, being susceptible to injuries or be, you know uh, being out there for injuries? Yeah, any quarterback that's going to run, it's it's always going to be a thought. Um, I'll say this, though. When you look at him as a runner as opposed to some of the other guys, he gets down quite a bit. I mean, the Russell Wilsons, the Kyler Murrays, the undersized guys that we've talked about have been pretty good at, at sliding, avoiding like really big hits um, for the most part. But with Lamar, it's almost like, yeah, there are times where I'm watching him. He's not taking the hits that a lot of guys take. But in Sunday's game, there was a point in time where he could have got out of bounds. He ended up picking up like another seven or eight yards after he broke it back inside. But sometimes you you got to that's the risk you weigh. I, I like the way he's selecting, yeah. you know, to go out of bounds or not because he's he's not taking many hits at all. He's going out of bounds. He's been very elusive. The few times he's been caught in the field by choice, where he he saw it's not like he's not getting a half yard. He's got another six seven. To, you know, he's going to take a shot. And, and people like. It's the other part of this, too, that really kind of upsets you is when they're, they're trying to take credit. Like, oh, see, I told you he's going to get hurt. He got hurt in the pocket as a quarterback. Yeah. You know, there's a big difference. Not running. In, no. And, again, the, because he's a dual threat, yeah, you got to worry about both because you could take hits taken off running. You could take hits in the pocket. The one time he missed some time from running was, I think it was his rookie year, when um, Ronnie Stanley kicked him in his head mm-hmm. and got a concussion. You remember that? I think, I think that was in Houston. Yeah, and then we had the other time where he flipped into the end zone, where yeah, some people thought thought that you know was that what caused the knee issue or whatever he it was, was the dealing. back issue. Was it back? It was yeah, a back okay. issue back then? Yeah, it was his hip. Uh, Joe says hip. I knew it was something. It wasn't knee. Um, it was his hip issue because he landed right on his hip. His toe. The yeah, that's right. His toe. His toe. His, toe. his finger. That's his eyelash. Yeah, his eyelash. Keep changing. Anybody else want to change it to something else now? <laughs> yeah, definitely the hip. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven is the number. So, do you feel Ed, he's still vulnerable to injuries because of his style of play? No, absolutely not at all. No, no, not even a little bit. I mean, yes, everybody's vulnerable to injury. Everyone on that field is vulnerable and and can be injured at any time. Good job over there, you like that. Yeah. You see? <laughs> well. Yes, yes, yes. What the hell is he wearing? It's a rough game. Jesus, it's a rough game. I just had a medicine. Did he lose part. a bet. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I like it. The pink suit, you mean? Yeah, I like With it. With the avocado tie? Way to go, squirrel. <laughs> right, like you were talking and you interrupted yourself. Because <laughs> I looked up. What the hell is wrong with you, man? <laughs> Just looking up. He's talking. Oh, what's he wearing? <laughs> Black man in a pink suit. What's that? That's what Ooh. Yeah, well, I mean, what? Ooh. Wait, been, Ooh. that's you. You're sitting there. <laughs> off guard, squirrel. So, so Jeremy, you feel like he's he's okay in a pink suit? Yeah, he looks no, fine. the injuries, vulnerable oh. to injuries. Yeah, look, I, look, just getting back to it, and you're you're going to look at a quarterback as he gets older. Is he going to take off and run less? I think we start to see that a little bit more. Maybe you, you start to see him mold into that. Uh, like Mahomes runs, but he runs when he needs to. And I hate comparing them to him because they're two different style of players. But 
that's that's the benchmark mm-hmm. in the league, you know. Um, but yeah, like anytime you're adding in another element to a game, and if it's running, he's he has the opportunity to take more hits. So yeah, yeah. I would be concerned about it, but like it hasn't been a problem. I feel like there are times, like you said, where he could get out of bounds and he doesn't get out of bounds, and that does concern me. Um, you know, I, I'd rather you, you just get out of bounds and, and live to fight another one. Um, those extra seven yards, they're, they're, I'm not saying they're not important, but you already picked up the first down. What's more important to me is that you 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 get back to the huddle without any opportunity to get hit, for somebody to take the extra hit on you. Now, it seems like for some reason, these defenders have a lot of respect for Lamar. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand it. But all it takes is one guy who's trying to be famous, trying to make a name for himself, yeah. to try to knock your clock up. I mean, I just don't want that. So just get get out of bounds, dive, slide. You never see him slide. He does none of those things. I'd like to see him adapt that in his game just to avoid some injuries, possible injuries. I would. Of course. <laughs> you don't want your quarterback. I mean, look, if he goes out, we're sitting here talking about, Ed, where did you have him in the power rankings? One or two? One. One. Mm-hmm. I had him two. Yeah. There. You know, so we're talking about this being one of the best teams in the league. If something happens to Lamar. It ain't. It's not the best team in the league. No, that defense will, look, it'll travel. You could make the playoffs, but you ain't going far. Nobody's making plays for you. No. Listen, when Lamar's a playmaker, you could argue that he's your number one playmaker on offense. You can make that argument. Zay Flowers is tremendously talented. You know, we can't have the young rookie run or the young running back is that guy yet. It's not that time. Too soon. So Lamar Jackson, for all intents and purposes, is your number one playmaker. Sometimes, Jeremy, he's your number one playmaker because the threat of what he can do allows others to have fewer defenders looking at them. You want him in the game. No question. You, you, you want him in the game, and like I'm excited to see him. One of the reasons I was really excited about J.K. Dobbins here is <clears throat> putting an explosive home run hitter next to Lamar and the speed and what it offers. Yeah. What if Keaton Mitchell can be that guy yeah. and make that make this offense look very different? You know, you think about Miami, they have speed at all their positions, mm-hmm. right? Um, and the different things they can do out of all these different sets, uh, the, the personnels that they can run. It's it's great, and I think the Ravens can do all of the same things, especially with a, another speed back. They have Mostert and um, <clears throat> what is it, HN? Yeah, who's hurt? Who right got now. hurt? But like you saw, well, he'll be back. Yeah, you saw what he. Could I'm do. glad he brought up Miami, Ed. You know why? Because I think the Ravens can be that team with speed, but the Ravens have something Miami doesn't have: toughness. For I don't sure. think Miami's tough at all. Those guys yeah. that you mentioned can run by you, but if you're in front of them, they've got nothing. The Ravens, if you're in front of them, they're running over you. They possess something that yeah. Miami doesn't have, speed and power. I think they have a lot of time. They have more toughness than most teams. Yeah. Absolutely. And by the way, Barstool's got them number one right now. Oh, the Ravens? Mm-hmm. This is week nine power rankings. Baltimore Ravens are the team to beat. By, by the way, can I say, so you post our power rankings, right? We uh-huh. pick our top three. Right. <clears throat> the top three teams we pick, they all have good records. They're all in the mix, right? And right. It's three. Yeah. <clears throat> I had Jacksonville, which I, I think I probably caught the most criticism because I had Jacksonville in my top three. Right. But they have the same amount of losses as the Chiefs, and they have the same amount of losses as some of these other teams. And honestly, when you're looking at it, like I know people are you, – you can't take away knowing that the Chiefs have always been there and got right. it done. But this ain't that same Chiefs team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the – they're built differently. Their defense is amazing. One of the top four they have? Yeah. Number four – if I go five – the Lions are number five. Chiefs are number four. The top three is the Bengals, the Eagles, and the Ravens, number one. No Jags. See, the Bengals. Jags were, Jags were seven. 
Yeah. I, I mean, Jeremy, I don't have any problem with the Jags. That's good clickbait. Yeah. You didn't believe it. You just want people to click. Yeah, you know what I did. I, just, I see what you did. You believed it. I was it. picking up what you're putting down. But I love when people say, oh, they don't belong there. And then all of a sudden I see somebody post below them. I got the Jags at number two. It's like, I thought I was being cute. What well, are just you doing? doing the one, you and I and now them. They, well, we've all done this drill. We've all come up with three different teams. Yeah. They said they're in there, but just you know, in different spots. Different interpretation. Yeah. 410-583-1057. That's the number of the team. The quarterback that's driving that number one team, according to Barstool and Ed Norris, is Lamar Jackson. Uh, he got up limping a little bit after a play, after a tackle. Uh, appeared to be his ankle in Sunday's game. He did not come out of the game, shook it off, came out in the fourth quarter. And you know, first thing they answered on television was, was it the injury or just the blowout? It turned out to be the blowout. Um, you had that luxury. But are you still concerned with Lamar Jackson's vulnerability towards injury with his style of play? Now, having said that, the NFL is basically asking for that, Jeremy, because now look at the quarterbacks that they're drafting. They're drafting. I, I think Lamar is a trendsetter. And people can say what they want about Michael Vick. I take nothing away from Michael Vick, Ed. But teams weren't looking for the next Michael Vick when they, when Michael Vick was drafted. No, it's, it's a different. Teams are looking for the next Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're looking for the next Lamar Jackson. They are because these DNs are phenomenal. These pass rushes are sensational. And there's another big difference that no one talks about because they may not know. Michael Vick, by his own admission, was lazy when he played for the Falcons. He didn't study the playbook. He wasn't well-versed. Was, Lamar's different. Lamar actually works, um, which I think makes a big difference too. 410-583-1057. We want to hear from the people. Are you concerned with Lamar Jackson's injury vulnerability with his style of play? Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. 646 in the AM. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Lamar Jackson came up limping after a play in the third quarter on Sunday. And uh, I don't know about you, Ed, but I was holding my breath. Yeah, me too. Any little hitch in the giddy up there yeah. makes me very nervous. And I saw him limping a little bit. I'm like, no, no. I just saw the whole season flashing in front of me. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at where they are now. A lot of people have the number one in their power rankings, a seven and two. And it, they, nothing seems to be able to stop them right now except. Weren't they the number one team in the AFC when he got hurt yes, last the year? the number one seed. Yeah, number one mm-hmm. seed when he went down last year. And then, Yeah. <laughs> the uh, what was it? The uh, quarterback going over the top on mm-hmm. the two yard line. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, Cincinnati going the other way. Quarterback sneak for two. <laughs> Tush push a little further, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. So, so and, and it makes you wonder. You know, does his style of play? Are you concerned with his style of play? Does it make him more vulnerable for injuries? Four ten five eight three one zero five seven. Our man from East Baltimore, Billy. Billy, what's up, man? Man, what it do, Rob and John? What's up, Billy? What it do with you? I call about the most important issue, man. <laughs> man, Lamar is my man, Rob. You know that. Yes, yes. I am extremely concerned about him running. Now, this is the thing. He ain't. He ain't no slider. And and it ain't it ain't that uh people don't know how to attack him the right way. This is the thing. When he running, I don't know if it's me, but most of the defenders, they die for his legs, they try to fall on his ankles, man. People don't be realizing that. 
and he need to cut it back. I don't want my man to build down season up to have a playoff record for uh sneak to get get in the playoffs. I'm not trying to let my man get us through the playoffs just for Snoop to play. We do not want to see Snoop in the playoffs, man. Yeah, I don't want to see him at all. So, so Billy, you are concerned that his style of play could bring vulnerable for more injuries. Rashawn in Baltimore. What's up, Rashawn? Hey, good morning, fellas. What it do, man? Hey, hey, I'm all right. Hey, listen, I'm concerned, too, because it seems like the past two seasons, isn't this around the time he got hurt? Around in November this time, you know, once it start getting cold? Yeah, it was, it was, it was right. December last year. December last year. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I was, I, was at that, I was at that game. It was the Broncos game. But you are correct. That is when it starts to get cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, man, you know, like he needs to, uh, you know, probably like start sliding more or anything like that, man. And um, also, um, y'all said something. This team is not going anywhere if Lamar goes down. I mean, of course, we're not going to the, we're not making the Super Bowl. But don't don't discredit Snoopman to um. I don't, and, and Huntley. I'm not discrediting any backup quarterback. Yeah, I'm not discrediting the backup quarterback. But let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question, Rashad. If those guys are so good, Joshua Dobbs got traded for a seventh round pick, man. I mean, I, I, I don't I don't discredit anybody. I just think you guys give them too much credit. That's it. <laughs> you give him too much credit, well, man. And I'm just making a broad statement that's almost always true, unless it's Nick Foles or we find another. I mean, there's very few times, uh, like you could look at Kurt Warner, but he was an unknown at that point in time. Nick Foles was at least a little bit more established in the league. But you, you got to be honest. Like When your starting quarterback goes down, you don't feel good. Most teams aren't. Most teams aren't going to have a great backup plan because they want to invest that money somewhere else. Everything gets bogged down when Huntley is quarterbacking because everything is thrown underneath. DBs come up. Linebackers come up. Everything's underneath. He may shock you once or, once or twice with going over the top, but the entire offense changes, and not for the good. Stop it. <laughs> Just stop. He's not, a, he's not a starting quarterback. He's not a guy you're winning with. No. And that's fine. He's a good backup quarterback. And in a league where there are 32 teams, you don't have 32 good quarterbacks – that's, right. not a, that's not an insult. Well, it's not just that. He's a, he's, a, he's a good backup quarterback, one. He also has a, a skill set that's similar to Lamar. He's not Lamar Jackson, obviously, but he can run. So you don't have to change the entire offense because exactly. you're a different quarterback. That's so why you it's, a, it's an advantage to have him. That's why you have him around. Absolutely. Let's go to Bob and Timonium. What's up, Bob? How y'all doing this morning? Doing well. How are you, Bob? I'm doing good. Hey, uh. You know, I'm worried about Lamar. I was real worried about him Sunday when he's limping around. Yes, sir. As far as changing his game, that's his game. But I also agree there's times where maybe he can step out of bounds, you know, maybe get down, don't take a hit, because he's always good at protecting himself. But I see players around the league like, you see, hey, you get a second-string linebacker out there on a play playing for somebody who's going to make a name for himself. And, and I agree with uh, – the guy that said they go after his legs, I've noticed that the last several weeks. And as far as him being a trendsetter, when you brought that up, he's changed the whole quarterback deal. If you look around the league at who's being drafted, who's playing quarterback, as opposed to, say, 15 years ago, your prototype was a guy like Flacco, 6'6", 250, mm-hmm. standing there. Hey, we're playing Miles Garrett this weekend. If you got Flacco standing back there, you might as well just put a tackling dummy back there against that guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, so. and, and, and Bob, that's why the position of quarterback has changed in the National Football League, man. You got to get athletes back there. 
You do. I mean, you know, it's. It, I said it before, and I'll say it again, Jeremy. When I when I have the ability to run and make you move, my completion percentage goes up. Yeah. Because now I'm throwing in a bigger window. My window's a lot bigger now. Because now you got to watch me and that receiver that's running around. Well, they've talked about guys that were great in the pocket and guys that can create and create extra time mm-hmm. that allows other players to to be better around them and. You'd have to admit that guys like Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman with their speed and ability, if they stay with a play, you have a chance to make big things happen when a play breaks down. You're seeing that a lot. Yeah. Let's go to Milton in Baltimore. What's up, Milton? Hey, good morning, guys. How you um, doing, man? I'm good. I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm concerned every time he runs the ball because once he goes down, we're done. <laughs> I do not like Huntley as the backup. He scares me to death when he throws those sideline passes with that noodle arm. That's all I had. <laughs> and listen, thank you, Milton. Ed, when I say I'm concerned about him running, I'm not saying I want him to stop running. That's part of his game. Doesn't mean I'm not concerned, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm concerned. I'm concerned every time that, you know, the ball snapped. <laughs> it's, like, it's that fragile season. I mean, you know, it's, you lose your quarterback. Look at yeah. the Bengals when Burrow wasn't healthy. Now look at them. He was playing and not healthy, and they right. look different. I'm yeah. concerned when I wipe that my finger goes through the toilet paper, but I still wipe. Huh? Isn't that the same thing? Joe, 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 you actually saying yes? Joe, Joe, you, you're breaking down, man. He agrees with me. Joe, 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 man, he's he's wearing you down, Joe. I'm telling you. I mean, this toilet paper we got in this place makes me worried sometimes. Are you joining in on this yeah, conversation? It's the right John now. Wayne toilet paper. It's rough, tough, and don't take any crap off anyone. Prison toilet paper. Yeah. Single ply. Yeah. I use both sides of it too because I don't like to waste. I know. Wow. <laughs> Can actually get you can get use out of both sides. Yeah, you hey. mean like the front of your hand and the back of your hand? I'm, I'm a trend center, like just like uh, <laughs> you're not Lamar. setting trends. Nope, not, not gonna do that. More I'm not doing gonna it. Be doing nah, this. nope. Gene in Pikesville, what's up, Gene? <laughs> How you guys doing this morning? I'm yeah. doing well. Um, man. Yeah, great. How you? Hey, listen, sliding is a, is a skill. You know, I, okay, so having played multiple sports, baseball, etc. And if you were injured, you had an ankle injury. Let's say you have a hip injury, uh, you ain't sliding on your hip. You ain't point. sliding. Great point. You know what I mean? And, yes. and, and the hook slides, they're different. Uh, styles of sliding, yeah. and depending on how you're injured, that's how you're going to slide. I would not recommend that Lamar slide because he's better on his feet. And, re- and remember, you talk about being a skill, and it's not picking on him, but Joe Flacco was a horrible slider. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he played baseball. Uh, I, I, me either. Well, he couldn't slide. Uh, you know why I used to dive head first? I never learned how to slide. Really? I played baseball in my life. <laughs> I was a horrible slider. Horrible. Every now and then I would get the pop-up slide right. And I said, you know what? Screw this. So I just started. I saw Ricky Henderson do it. I did it. I don't know who taught me, but I actually learned how to slide pretty well. I was one leg tucked, one leg out. Like it was pretty. And we used to go pretty through, good. And pretty. we used to go through the skit. We used to go through the drill all the time, all the time. I was horrible at that. I never mastered that. It is fun when you watch guys who don't like because you see them in the NFL. They kind of slide. They almost jump into it. Uh-huh. They jump into the air and bang, bang. <laughs> like, a, like an airplane landing. Yeah. Well, it's like a lot of people want to do that cool pop-up slide. Like, you know, you watch Trey Turner slide in the second base, and it's like, leave that to the people that can really do it. Yeah. Trey Turner has the coolest pop-up slide ever. It looks like he was meant to slide. Like ever. Like he hits a break and he like pops up. There's yeah. no break. There's no break. <laughs> you ever see him slide home? Yeah. He slides right through the plate, just bounces <laughs> up, keeps walking. There's yep. no ch- no, no stop in his move. Pure, it's like one of the few like true leadoff hitters baseball's had in a while. 
Yeah, he doesn't bat leadoff. I know now, <laughs> but that, he was. I mean, he was, you know, yeah, they the got to bat the guy that hits one eighty in front of him. <laughs> it's working for him. <laughs> it is. It's working for him. Uh, Maryland and Mount St. Mary's recap on at seven fifteen. Maryland's one and zero on the season, but on the other side, it's the world of stupid. Yeah, we got some really dumb stories, and that's typically what happens in the world of stupid. We're going to talk about a substitute teacher that wanted to teach kids how to kiss in class. So she forced a couple of kids in the front row, and they weren't doing it right. So then she showed them. We'll tell you about her. Hmm. And how about, have you guys ever been to Disney uh, World or Disneyland? Sure. Or just an amusement park that has the long lines? Yes. You ever had to go to the bathroom and just taking a crap in line? Well, apparently people are doing that right now uh, in line at Disney World. So we will talk about that. Give you the rest of it. Got another fun story for you as well right here in the World of Stupid. That's coming up next here on The Fan.